Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? We got all kinds of things going on, Daryl. Just, I mean, coming off of the Send Out Cards event last week, I'm just, I'm freaking fired up. What an incredible time at the uh, Relationship Marketing Grand Summit. Uh, it was dynamite. If that, if you get a chance to go to that next year, Holy smoke. It was, it was really, really good. Huge shout out to Cody Bateman and Bart Ratliff and the whole team over there. That was, uh, that was amazing. And uh, we just really appreciate our friends that send out cards. But welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, delivering true value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And speaking of Selling from the Heart, Larry, I heard word on the street is you just got your first review on Amazon.fr. What is Amazon.fr? <laughs> <laughs> well, through, it, it, well, it's, it's Amazon France, but it, you know what? It's, it's really cool to, to see. Um, I didn't know you spoke French, Larry. Did you, did, <laughs> I, I really don't. I, I speak a lot of languages, but French <laughs> and the rest of them we can't talk about. But um, you, you know, what was really cool is just to see the response around selling from the heart and the reviews that are coming in, in different languages and so forth. So I get in this game, by the way, listeners, this kind of ties into our, our topic on our podcast today, but nevertheless, so the guy sends me a link. He goes, Hey, I just finished reading your book. And I just want to let you know, I put up the first review on amazon.fr <laughs> France. And so, um, Right before, actually, right before we hopped on this podcast, I read it and I just started laughing because it's it's all good. But then the, the end of the sentence goes, I really liked the chapter that Larry talked about being an empty suit. And it's just so interesting that, you know, when I put that chapter together, it wasn't just, it wasn't to disrespect anyone or mock. It was to say, hey, you know what? <laughs> If, if we can't make fun of ourselves and our profession in order to, to help us improve, then you know what? So be it. But this empty suit thing is just, it's taken off. And, and just a side note is um, I was talking to a potential client yesterday and the person said, hey, when you come to our office, you know, when we're going to wrap this thing up in the next couple of days. He goes, but when you come out to our office to start working with us, can you bring an empty suit? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, to our French listeners, pas de like, There it is. Bad accent. Hey, like, wait, what was that? Hey, by the way, what was that crap you just said? What was that? That called? was that was en français. The the no empty suits. Ah, yeah. See, this costume in French. No, it's good. Hey, speaking <laughs> of no empty suits, we've got we we have teed up a fantastic conversation today. So, Larry, why don't you introduce our guest and let's go for it. Well, I, I can't wait to dive into this. And uh, 
You know, it's, it's interesting that through life you meet some really cool and genuine people, whether that be face to face, whether that be online. And I'm a firm believer. And I, and I always say this is if you're just a real human and you throw yourself out there and you engage, especially online, it opens the door to some really great relationships. Mm-hmm. And Jason McElhone is just, wow. I mean, I met him, we, we were connected for a while, but I actually met Jason because, you know, I, the only word, the only phrase that can come to my head is he kind of bared his soul, you know, this was earlier this year on, you know, how he exited his career and so forth. And I go, wow, anyone who can do that with a freaking phone in front of their face. And I almost started crying watching it. I go, I got to get to know this guy. So Jason, welcome to Selling from the Heart. I appreciate it, Larry. Daryl, it's a pleasure to be on. Well, man, we're glad you're here, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. But you know the question that all of our guests get, and I think uh, I can't wait to hear your answer on this. So, Jason, what does it mean to you when you hear the words selling from the heart? Great, great question. Um, I actually answered that about five months ago on March the 1st when I left my previous job of 12 years uh, to go start a company known as Remote Sales and then eventually became also RemoteOnline.com. And there's four words that come to mind when I think about selling from the heart, and it's raw, real, uncut, and unedited. And as soon as I had met Larry online (laughs) and read a couple of excerpts from his book, Selling from the Heart, I said, this is a real, raw, uncut, unedited kind of guy that I absolutely have to get to know. (laughs) And wouldn't you know, I go to Outbound in Atlanta and there he is, all five foot six. (laughs) Okay, okay. I really like you, Jason, and took this cap on my shirt because Jason, you're all of what, six foot four or something like that? Six three. Yeah, Yeah, close enough. Oh, that's so good. What a, what a great definition. And uh, yeah, Larry, real, raw, uncut, unedited. I think that's my experience of Larry. But you know what? I like that. And I, I love that, that definition of selling from the heart. And, and I think that is, you know, if you want to peel back authenticity and put some words behind it, those are, uh, those are some pretty powerful words to put behind the yeah. authenticity, right? And I, w- I would also add that you have to be at a, what I call social savvy firm, or you might have to do what Larry and I have done. And that's go off on your own. Because when you start to erase the line between your personal and your professional life, mm. you start to sell and live from a place of heart. And you put stuff out there like I did yesterday when I said that I lost everything in 2007, you're going to have a huge audience that really appreciates the on honesty, the authenticity and the transparency. Yeah. But you're also going to have, you know, I don't want to call them haters, but you're going to have, you know, the 10 to 20% of the audience that'll, you know, wince as I'm sure Larry has seen a million times. I can't believe he's going there, but in my opinion, (laughs) you have to go there. If you really want to be, you know, one of the major influencers within the sales or LinkedIn community. You know, and Jason, you bring up, you, you know, you bring up a really good point. I, I, I have to circle back to this, you know, real and being raw and being uncut. That's the way I've always been. And it, and it was interesting because, you know, I came out of the office technology space, as did Daryl for a while. And this was who I was. I was just being me, right? And, and people had always asked me, you know, what are you doing? I said, hey, I'm just getting it done. I'm just being me. Yeah. And there's, there's so many people that I think, 
they want to be themselves and all that, but it's getting squashed. And I said, you know what? You, you can't squash it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just really can't. And, and I think, um, I would say everybody has a voice, right? We got to be able to use that voice and you got to stand by it with conviction. And, and I know you do it. I do it. I know Daryl does it is there's just too many people out there, whether that be face to face or whether that be through any social channel, you know, I mean, we could keep the names off of it. Yeah. Who, who use this platform to tout authenticity and all that, but you know, you can smell it a mile away. Yeah, if you're wearing two different masks, you know, your so-called professional and your personal, there's going to come a point, especially if you crank out large amounts of content as we do, where you're going to forget your lines. Mm. You're going to, you're going to forget, okay, am I supposed to be Jason, the professional sales guy, or am I Jason bearing his soul talking about a bankruptcy in 07 that nearly destroyed me? Right. When, when you just go all in on selling and what I might call Larry, if I could living from the heart, yeah. you only got one person, one persona to be, and that's yourself. And in today's world where there are, there's a lot of fake and phony, and now you've got people trying to play to the algorithm. They're saying things that they think that LinkedIn wants to hear. And deep down in their soul, it's not really what they care about. And eventually you're going to run into that brick wall. Yeah. Well, you know, it was quite a journey for you to get to to that point to where you are today, right? This didn't just happen uh, overnight in terms of being this raw, unedited, uh, uncut, zero line between personal and professional. I mean, how did that, what did, what did that journey look like for you? I know this is quite a story, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the shortened version. I, I played three sports uh, through college, mm-hmm. baseball, basketball, football. I was a quarterback. I played a forward. And then, um, you know, I was a pitcher uh, up wow, through high school. Way. Wow. Okay. So, so, you know, I always had athletics and I strongly believe, uh, I think I saw an article this morning that 97% of CEOs, be it men and women, played some form of sports throughout their life. Um, but it was, it wasn't until I got thrown into the lion's den when I became a stockbroker in 1994. And it was literally, you know, wolf on wall street, you know, in a pit with 300 other guys smiling and dialing three or 400, uh, Dun and Brad street cards every single day. Wow. And I was lucky in that the first call that I ever made, not the first conversation I ever had, but the first call I ever made, I closed the deal and I made 2,200 bucks and I'll never forget what it was like growing up poor in a 10 minute conversation, making $2,200 on your first dial. So needless to say, I was hooked. I like this, right. (laughs) (laughs) Like all good stories, it it eventually came to to an end. In 2006, I was loading up on what's called NASDAQ QQQ puts Mm -hmm. because I saw all the free money, no documentation loans in South Florida. And I said, "There's, there's a crash coming. My problem was I bought hundreds of thousands of options and not futures. Mm. So I basically ran out of time. Everything expired in 06. And in 07, I went bankrupt. I lost everything from cars to homes to boats. The woman I thought I was going to marry, I don't blame her actually, because as I mentioned yesterday in my post, I landed on a forklift for nine bucks an hour. So here I go from making close to half a million dollars a year to not even making $25,000 a year. And I was damn grateful for it. That's how destroyed my psyche and self-esteem was. Wow. You know, and, and um, wow. But this, this, 
all I have to say is, you know, we all get, we all eat humble pie and we all have that, you know, those life changing moments. Yeah. But it's, it's when things happen like this, that you really take a step back and you go, you know what? I got to become the best version of myself. Yeah. And, you know, for the listeners out there, I mean, I know Jason outside the podcast. So, I mean, I was privy to some of it already, but you know, there, there's so many people that are living this lie. They're living a sales lie. They're a facade and things like that because that's what they think they need to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is that internal kind of friction or something like that. Yeah. Am I Jason, this person, or am I really Jason, this other person? Yeah. And when you get, when you face what you faced, it, it kind of brings things back full circle. Yeah. And you just reminded me one of the best experiences I had in South Florida before I lost everything is I lived in a gated community. I was the only single guy under the age of 30 years old. So I was surrounded by 80 homes of, of absolute opulence. And we used to have these crazy parties, sometimes at my house, but a few of the other neighbors that were, you know, in their 50s and 60s. And after everybody had two or three glasses of very expensive wine, the dysfunction was just up to your eyeballs. You would, <laughs> a lot of the people that are listening right now don't realize that the average millionaire goes bankrupt three times before he or she keeps it. Wow. So what I learned from those parties is, you know, uh, so-and-so owes a hundred grand to the bookie. So-and-so's got one, two, maybe even three mistresses. So-and-so's got a major drug habit and can't even get out of bed in the morning. It just goes on and on and on, but we see the TMZs of the world and it paints this picture that they've got it all together when in fact they don't. So when you get really honest, like Larry has done from selling the heart or myself, where you're raw, real, uncut, unedited, your audience starts to realize that, hey, Larry and Jason and Daryl, they're like me. They've Mm -hmm. had problems. They've gone bankrupt. They had a fiance, wife or a husband walk out on them. And it's all, as you know, about like and trust. And when you bear your soul and you sell from the heart, your audience goes, wow, I really like this guy, Larry. I feel as if I can trust this guy, Larry, as well as Jason. They, they reveal their warts as much as their success. And guess what happens then? They want to buy whatever it is you're selling. Right. Wow. Yeah, you, you know, and, 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 it's, and it's interesting because I always – I cap on myself a lot. It's just part of who I am. You know, Daryl doesn't like it sometimes, but it's just, it's just part of me. But I always say, you know, I wasn't, I I was never the smartest salesperson out there. There was people that were way smarter than me. But what I figured out a long time ago is that relationships do matter. And if you spend the time to build a genuine relationship where I can look somebody in the eye, shake their hand. Cause I'm truly there. I truly want to help. And it means something people sense that. And you can't fake that stuff. Yeah. You really, you really can't fit to me. You can't fake sincerity. Yeah. I mean, you can to a certain degree, but then you got to fake it and fake it and fake it. It's like telling a lie. You got to got to tell one lie to cover up another lie. You just can't fake this stuff. Especially if you're going to do what we're calling now branding whether it's personal or professional branding, if you want to get a big following as Larry is in the process of just to let the audience know, by the way, I'm super grateful for two months in a row, I'm generating over a million views on LinkedIn, over a thousand new followers a week. There is absolutely no question if I didn't intentionally erase 
the professional and the personal line and start talking about when I lost my mother a few years ago. I just lost my dad almost a year ago to the day. Cry on camera because that's how I really felt when I'm sharing those struggles and, and tribulations in my life. And then you find a way at least half of the time to integrate those personal struggles with business problems that you solve. And by that time, your audience is literally with you every step of the way. And if you can solve a problem they have and they understand as they have when they've read your books and you know, the gentleman who reviewed it in France, it's all about Larry is real. Larry is raw. Larry's telling me how he really feels. Larry's not the smartest. Jason's not the most creative, certainly not the best looking uh, guy in the room. But I'm willing to pull the trigger. I'm willing to, to wear my heart on my sleeve. And that is why I believe that my brand is starting to take off. Wow. <laughs> so uh, I'm thinking, I mean, I'm putting myself in the, the seat of one of our listeners who, by the way, if you're a listener, you're probably like me right now. You're just holding on to your seat because this is so good. Like, what would you say to, to somebody? And, and maybe it's to me because I've I have had uh, Larry's Larry is raw, real, uncut and unedited. I've been, um, there's been somewhat of a, a line between my personal and private life. And so if I wanted to make that transition, what would you, how would you coach me and some of our listeners? That, that's a great, great question. In fact, I had coffee over this probably a week or two ago. Yeah. If you make a decision to all the listeners out there that starting your own business is not for you, you absolutely positively have to sit down with your boss and maybe even your team. I would probably do it in a social setting and say, look, the world's going digital. There's guys like Larry Levine, Jason, Shay Rollbottom. I mean, the list is long mm -hmm. uh, of folks, Rob Jepson, Brandon Bornance, and I could go Jeb Blunt, who I met at uh, Outbound. The list is long. You have to have a circle of colleagues and friends and leadership and ask the question, where can I go with this? I want to talk about my personal life. I think that when I relate my struggles to my audience, boss, that's actually going to help us generate more business over time, not right away, but in the quarters and years ahead. What's fair game and what's not? And if you don't get a warm and fuzzy answer in that, you know, hey, short of don't be talking about oh, and or doing drugs, no stupid, maybe no swearing. But if you want to talk about your struggles, uh, go for it. If you have a question about what's good or not, come to me before you put it out there. If you can get that, then stay. But if you can't get that, you have to find a social savvy firm that understands when you're like me and I'm nobody special, you're generating a million views a month. If only 10% of those are really into sales or remote work, which is my niche, it would take me 15 lifetimes to get that many people on the phone. Right. And, the, and the good news to all you cold callers out there is when you start creating content, as Larry has done, writing, podcasting, as you're listening to today in video, when you go out in public, at least once a week, somebody comes up to me. When I make a cold call, at least a quarter of the audience will say, Jason, where do I know you from? You may have watched one of my videos on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. Suddenly it's a warm call. So right. you have to get with a firm that understands we are in a digital world and social media is where all the action is right now. And if you can't find that, you might have to get real lean 
go off on your own, start your own business in a tiny little apartment. And I can promise you within two or three years, you're going to be an absolute monster. Well, you know, and very well said, by the way, Jason. Yeah. Um, and, and when I share, when I share my story and, and, and so forth, and, and, and by the way, um, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Daryl anyway, because, you know, when, when I decided to, you know, have some career altering changes to what I was doing, the first person I reached out to was Daryl, by the way. I mean, just so everybody knows out there. And he was saying, you know, you gotta, you gotta get your story out there. And if it wasn't for Daryl and him believing in me, selling from the heart wouldn't even be around. I'd still probably be doing what I'm doing, hating life. But it's, you know, I would, I would share with people is, you know, I don't care. And, and the whole purpose of this podcast isn't to say co-calling this and social that and so forth. No. You know, it's just that we just live in an age where you can make an impact like that. Yeah. I mean, you literally can make an impact like that. And I always share it with people. I don't care if you're in the middle of the United States or in the middle of Australia or in the middle of Europe somewhere, or you're, you know, behind a rock somewhere is if you're in sale, any type of sales, if you want to get noticed in your marketplace, your territory, your niche, whatever it is, you got to figure this stuff out. The other thing is, is every salesperson out there has problems, right? And I'm not saying, you know, personal problems and all that. I'm just saying this is a tough business. You got to have thick skin and it's people like Daryl it's people like Jason and myself that bear their soul out there because they go, you know what? At least they have enough cojones to do it. I can relate to that. I've experienced that. I've observed that. That's a part about being real and genuine and no BS. Just throw it out there and people will listen to you and they'll take notice of it because they go, you know what? I can relate. I totally agree. In fact, you just reminded me of a, I just saw a preview of the rocks new movie, uh, the wrestler slash actor. And he was talking in a scene to two young wannabe wrestlers. And he basically said, don't try to be a version of the rock work on being the best version of yourself. Right. And I said in a post uh, a few days ago that 90% of all newly minted billionaires are introverted. You take Elon Musk, Bill Gates, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, even Warren Buffett admits that he's very shy in front of the camera. You don't have to be a loudmouth, as I called myself, like me. Most of the wealth that's been created in the last decade are from very shy, introverted uh, personalities. What you have to do to Larry's point is get yourself in a comfortable place, grab your phone, think about something that you care about. And if it's your first video, and you've seen this a million times, Larry, and you, Daryl, as well, just tell the world the truth. Hey, folks, I'm scared to death. This is my first video. <laughs> I really don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I know in today's world, if I'm not going to put myself out there and live and sell from the heart, I've got no chance. That's and the right. last point on that subject is only 1% of social creates content. That's been flat for 12 years. I listen to Facebook's conference calls every quarter. For every person they get to do Facebook Live, one jumps out of the pool. It's been flat now for 12 years. So even if you've got a face for radio and you, you, you think you're no good in front of the camera, if you'll just do it, face your fear and do it anyway, you're leapfrogging 99% of your competition that's hiding behind too much fear and possibly ego if you're in the C-suite. Wow. 
Yeah, that's strong. So I'm thinking about all of this. I'm thinking about how you, during your story, you said that, that, you know, you and, and your videos show this, you bury your soul raw, uncut, unedited, real. Um, then how do you make the bridge from, okay, this is me as a person to business? Like where, how, how have you found yourself making that transition? I'm fortunate in that I spent my whole life in sales and I actually happen to believe in Larry might feel the same way. We're all in sales, right? We're all yeah, selling ourselves really. to some degree, whether you're in it yeah. or in the actual trenches. And so it's been 30 years this coming year of selling insurance, being a stockbroker, or I was at a division of the largest outsourced sales company in the world where I ran and built the, the lead gen department. Mm-hmm. You just get comfortable with the idea that people want raw. They want authenticity. Don't blow smoke up my ass. Just tell me the truth. And when you're in a personal situation and there's a problem that you can solve professionally, yeah. as I mentioned before, there's already a likability and a trust. So I, I go to Starbucks all the time. The place is crawling with freelancers, which is the market that I serve. Mm-hmm. So I'll just sit down in the middle of them. And after drinking about half of my coffee, I'll say, so what's everybody do? And I'm known in five different Starbucks locations <laughs> as, as the remote, the remote uh, online or the remote sales guy, just by, you know, having conversations and people naturally get curious and they say, so what do you do? Yeah. And, and rather than being the guy who rolls up in an event and starts to qualify whoever's behind the booth mm-hmm. and it's like, would you just get this guy out of here? Right. Well, now, and, and you, and Hey, I want people to listen to this because I always, I always share with people this. Um, we're so programmed all the time to have sales conversations Yeah, that yeah. salespeople struggle with, average everyday conversation. Now what's interesting is they don't struggle with it in their personal life. I can almost guarantee they don't, but something happens to them mentally, right? They flip this, this switch onto where, you know, an eight to five or however you want to classify the hours that you work in, they always got to be in sales conversation mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't have a sales conversation right away with somebody. But you got to be able to have that human, genuine conversation, you know, topical, business related, things like that. But then be savvy enough. And that's why this practice and planning and prepping to do your job all the time. Then you got to be able to figure out how do I transition that to have some kind of a sales conversation? Yeah. You know, as the saying goes, business is personal. Business is personal. It always has been and it always will be. And when you're in the trenches, you know, for a number of years or decades, you, you feel that natural moment where, okay, we've gotten through the intro. We we're both sitting here having a glass of wine or sipping on our coffee. Here comes the question. So, so what do you do, Larry? And you listen, that's another thing that a lot of reps don't do They're, They're in a rush to qualify. Is this person worth my time or not? Instead of just relaxing in the moment, having a conversation, maybe it's about the weather, maybe it's about, you know, hey, by the way, what kind of coffee is that that you're drinking there? And then you get that natural moment where you or the other person will say, so what do you do, Jason? And then I'll say, hey, I help uh, job seekers find remote work you can love. Oh, really? I'm a freelancer. And boom, there we go. We're off and running. Man, into a what is this conversation? What a great conversation. And what, um, <laughs> this is, this is so good. You're gonna have to write a book about erasing the line between personal and professional how you did it. This is so good. 
we're, I mean, I can't believe we're uh, bumping up against the end of the end of the, the show here, but I'm curious as we go, if you could say, we've got this great audience of sales professionals that are dedicated to being authentic. If you could say one more thing to this group that's listening in around the world, what would you say? Larry mentioned it about 10 minutes ago. We're not here to debate social versus the phone versus email. I can promise everybody who's listening, if you'll dedicate a few hours a day, even if you have to do it at night or on the weekends, develop a brand. You got to write posts, a written reach right now is through the roof. You got to be a guest on podcasts. You could have as much or more influence for the next 50 years if you can find guys like Larry and Daryl that'll have you on for 30 minutes. And then, of course, you create and engage with uh, the community because when you have that multi-channel approach and you actually pick up the phone or you send the emails, you can now say to people, you know, we're, are you a sales guy? Actually, I just commented on your blog about XYZ. I thought it was awesome. All of a sudden, got, the guy goes, wow, that was you? Yeah, that was me. Oh, hey, what's up? Hey, I need you to get your checkbook out and write me a check. Okay. <laughs> but if you're not doing branding or heavily engaged and willing to pay the price for a couple hours a day, which I know Larry does, you're the one-armed bandit that's smiling and dialing. And I got news for you. Alexa and the Google Assistant are coming. And if that's all you got in the next few years, you're in big trouble. Yeah, no doubt. Well, hey, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your time with us today. This has been fantastic. And I'm so excited to uh, get to know you better, which I'm pretty sure I'm going to do as I follow you on social and uh, seeing your success as you move forward. Um, and uh, thanks, thanks for just being, being real and genuine and raw in all you do. I, really, I mean, you're inspiring and a role model to all of us. I appreciate it, man. Larry, uh, Daryl, it's been a real honor. Thanks so much for having me. No, this is what a, what a treat. I, I mean, this, you know, this is what it's about. And, you know, I just, I just want to say something that Daryl, you can wrap this up is I, I hope that the listeners take, you know, this, this particular episode of our podcast to heart, because I always say, and it's why I wrote the book, the way I wrote it is you have to understand how to become the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not willing to become the best version of yourself, trust me on this one, Daryl will back it up and Jason will back it up. You are always going to struggle in sales. You may not think it now, but there will become a point in time that I'm going to ask you, go back and listen to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, this is going to be uh this is going to be one for the uh, archives <laughs> to go back to. Well, hey, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. I love the community that is building around Selling from the Heart. I'm just happy to be a part of it. So till next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value. Hey, start erasing the line between your personal, your professional life. And most of all, sell from the heart.